Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And since it's Tuesday, we welcome back on the program the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Good morning to you, Andrew. How are you? Uh, morning, Noreen. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Now, sometimes we talk about food, but sometimes we've got an appetite for art. And I believe today exactly. it's the latter. Great stuff. It is. It is. And there's a good reason for that, Noreen, because uh, right now in Hong Kong, there are a lot of things going on. And there's something that I'm going to start with. You know, my focus is all going to be on Hong Kong. I, there's so much going on that I would not be able to fill an art thing around uh, for, for one week, uh, especially with the first one that I'm going to mention. It's um, the 52nd Hong Kong Arts Festival happening from February. And you might think, what? February 2024? Why are you telling me about that now? That's what you're thinking, isn't it, Noreen? Absolutely. You, you, you knew it. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know, but... It's good to is, plan ahead. Well, actually, you have to. One, one has to. If you like seeing stage performances, which is what the arts festival is mostly all about, there are a few art exhibitions, as in art on the walls or sculptures, you know, and get in a sort of uh, uh, gallery situation. Or sometimes they're in venues of, uh, of, of, uh, that, that house theatres, but they do put on visual arts too. But the main thing is all about performance. And the reason I have to mention it uh, today is that there was some advance uh, sales of tickets which were slightly discounted going on until last week, which I didn't mention because uh, we haven't done that many kind of chatting about arts and stuff going on. And that would have seemed even more kind of, you do get a bit of a discount, but that would have been so many months before seeing something. Now, the reason I'm mentioning it today is that after that um, pre-sale, they have a small gap. But from this Friday, December the the 1st, at 10 a.m., they've even announced the time, hoping that people are going to be, you know, like it's some sort of Black Friday deal, which is not, but it's just a, it happens to be a Friday, and it's the art festival day for normal sales of tickets. Uh, they've announced it's at 10 a.m., and uh, bookings online begin, and there is a lot of great stuff in it. So it's not um, a premature sort of um, idea to book because it's, it gets so popular that things sell out a lot. It, some people come over from around the region to see some of the musical, drama, dance and other stage shows that go on. That, that's, that's a fact. Mm. So they do sell out quite regularly. I, I've tried to get things in previous years a bit too late and it's impossible. So it's just a little tip for same those who here. want to see things on the stage. Yeah, yeah. same um, here. Left and, it a bit too really late. Is. Well, I didn't think it was too late, but it's too late by Hong Kong standards. You need to book well, months in advance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. But, but actually, I've got to admit um, that nowadays I've noticed it in Hong Kong as well. Some concerts like Rod Stewart that's going to be playing later in Hong Kong, um, the, uh, the ageing Scottish... Uh, <laughs> pop rock musician will be here um, in April I believe and this was announced and tickets went on sale a couple of months ago so Hong Kong's catching up with the rest of the world because I I listen to podcasts from the UK when I'm not avidly tuned into RTHK so sometimes I do listen to podcasts from radio stations and they talk about overseas concerts well in the UK being uh, announced and for sale a year before, and they sell out very quickly. Well, like Jackie Chung, Jackie Chung's concert, oh, yeah. Chung Hock, yeah, he's got one yeah. what, coming up in December or something. I see it. I see the posters in the MTR. It's all yeah, sold yeah. out. Like you can't yeah, get it. That, 
definitely for the top um, Cantonese uh, singers that there is a faster effect. Um, I mean, but, they are selling the tickets, but you have to go through like those, you know, um, those, agents, uh, agents or websites. And the the yeah. last time I I checked it out, it was like twelve thousand dollar ticket. How many did you get? <laughs> I got exactly. them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So let's have a look then. And I've sent Noreen some pictures. Um, I, I, it's impossible with the tens and tens of fantastic international acts and local acts that are going to take to the stage um, to go through them all. So I've just picked out a bit of a variation of what's going on there. We'll kick things off with a family production for anyone that might have some little children that would like to see something (laughs) that's suitable for them. And it sounds quite good for adults as well, if you know any people like that, Noreen. Oh, I Um, happen to know a few. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and it's only an hour long, which I know from once having a small child that um, is about the maximum of attention span in a theatre. And so this is from Canada. It is called Miwa uh, Metrix world of animation and that is the canadian puppeteer and filmmaker she's also a designer and i've sent you some really beautiful images which are still shots um of something that's going to be happening on a screen that she has uh, or that she acts in front of as a silhouette so there's a there's a screen of fantastic animation behind her and then she does her acting um appearing as a shadow in front of it this is the pictures these are the photos with the hot air balloons and the kind of you know very and she's like kind of holding a little shadow or a little girl uh yeah yeah that's right yeah and there are stars in the sky there's one the, yeah yeah the, yeah the other one is uh that you're talking about is almost her in the sea with fish swimming around her she holding, looks like holding ali how there Sorry. Um, what, the, the, the silhouette of yeah, the, silhouette. Uh, the, the adult holding the little girl? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. she's just calling herself, maybe Ali Howe's pseudonym is Miwa uh, Matryak, which, <laughs> is, uh, which is her in another kind of, you know... I'm going to send a, it to Ali Howe right now and just see if yeah, it, yeah. she'll say it's her, yes. Well, OK, we'll have to, we'll have to check that out, yeah. There is something of, of her in, in that silhouette, isn't there? <laughs> well... This has been given massive accolades in uh, uh, various publications around the world. According to the Los Angeles Times, this, for a family experience, is unlike anything you've seen before. Well, that's the kind of sitting on the fence review, isn't it? But they're, they're using it as promotion for this show. And after each show, there's going to be a meet the artist informal talk, which I think will be fascinating. I really do. There's, there are video clips. I'll give you the website for the art festival at the end of this uh, segment. But, but you can see video clips of what you might be able to see. So as I say, she's a Vancouver-based performer, animator. She's also a, a, a film director and a designer, product designer. So that's one to look out for. Um, also, I like the sound of this one. Five-time Grammy Award winner, um, Angelique Kijo. She is an African singer who's been around for more than... um, Her career has been around for more than 40 years. So there's a picture of her as well singing her heart out in a kind of blue um, sort of giant sequin top by the looks of it that I've sent you, Noreen. And um, her show, her world tour that Hong Kong will be featuring on is called Mother Nature. And as she's been in the biz of singing for 40 years in various African dialects and in French, 
Um, it's got a lot of soul. I've watched some of these video clips. Um, this is one that I will uh, probably try and get tickets for now. I should have got them when they were discounted, knew about it, but didn't. So I'm going to try and see if I can get any at the normal price from 10 a.m. this Friday, mm-hmm. which is uh, that, that's the time you get off on starter's orders to get the remaining tickets for the shows. Um, so uh, the Guardian newspaper calls her one of the most influential uh, female singers in the world. Um, which is quite something of a, uh, of, a, of, a, of a criticism or accolade, I should say. Now, apart from her, I've got to move on because there are so many to mention, um, there is a focus in 2024 Hong Kong Arts Festival, which is the 52nd one, if I didn't mention that at the start of this. There's uh, something called an Arab Arts Focus section, which focuses on Morocco, Palestine and Egypt. And that there are lots of different shows from um, performers, directors, uh, and all the other people needed to, uh, to perform, to get a stage show together. Uh, one I want to mention that sounds particularly interesting is from Palestine. And it's two female um, performers and stage writers who explore um, the past and present of their troubled homeland. Now, when the Hong Kong Arts Festival got their schedule together, there would not have been the situation that is in the Middle East at the moment. So this is really obviously Mm. on point for something that's going on. And I wonder whether they even make tweaks with something if you've written something that does focus on uh, the past and present of a troubled homeland and and your own identity. Um, That could be, well, it should be, be, uh, those tickets should be pretty hot, I would say. Um, Co-created then by... Uh, by two female um, stage uh, artists, you could call them, because they do directing as well as acting. Um, There's also dance in this. It's it's not just going through verbally, um, uh, through dialogue of talking about um, the way they feel about uh, life in Palestine. Um, And um, the show is called Losing It, and it's a a journey through their, their memories, but it's also... It goes through fantasy and looking at what could be through cut through both words and dance. It's accompanied by live music uh, and uh, a soundtrack. So you've got some live musicians plus some soundtrack that they're playing over um, with um, the soundtrack coming from something that was put together in Palestine. Mm. So that sounds really interesting. Yeah, And you can have a look. You can find out more about um, the Arab arts focus in that section on the arts festival website which i'll give you at the end of talking about what else is on in the show something completely different from scotland a shakespeare tragedy um is used as a starting point for um a director's piece his name is tim crouch and it's called um truths a dog must to kennel bit of a bit of a weird phrasing there and he's performed this he put it on first of all at the royal lyceum theater in edinburgh and the premise is now i studied this shakespeare play for a level so i'm I'm familiar with this play it's king lear which is actually i don't know if you know that one noreen but it's a it's a pretty bleak um demise of someone's sanity the king king lear and he is advised by someone who's called the fool which is um in middle Uh, England, Shakespeare, and around that time also in poetry, literature, as well as um, theatrical scripts and playwriting. The fool was a a figure that that monarchs had, like a jester, a court jester, 
who would answer um, questions in funny ways. He could get away with things, um, with humour, cutting humour, that would not be tolerated normally in, in the presence of a, mm. of a monarch, a king or a queen. And it looks, it looks at what would happen if the fall from King Lear suddenly um, left that position and went around the country. And it is done in a kind of mixture of reflecting the King Lear play by Shakespeare, but also it's almost a one-man stand-up show by Tim Crouch, who wrote it. And the picture that goes with that one is that you've got someone using a virtual reality headset um, looking at what would happen also if the fool then travels to um, to the UK in the present as it is now. Uh, and after the aftermath of the COVID pandemic comes into it. So it goes from Shakespearean times, it zooms up through 500 years of, um, of the fool travelling through time, being just someone observing what the UK is like. Taking on quite a bit there for, for, for one person. <laughs> yeah. 500 years worth of, time of UK yeah. from Shakespeare. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So quite a bit to take on there. Sounds interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it does, Finally, actually. in this segment, I want to mention, and there's there so many others to mention, but I want to say that there are also plenty of old-school, traditional um, types of uh, art going on, such as the chamber concert by the soloists of the Bavarian State Orchestra uh, from Germany, Bavaria. So um, uh, February the 23rd, that one's happening. I should also say, I did mention when we were talking about tickets uh, going very quickly, that all of the arts festival starts uh, on the uh, 20th of February. So it's, um, it's not even the beginning of February, but do not, be, um, do not make a mistake of waiting until anywhere near that time if you really want to see something. Uh, check out what's on. There's, um, there's the, as well as the chamber concert by those soloists I just mentioned, there is a, another show by um, uh, a chamber choir, which sounds like it could be another very traditional affair, but it's not because they are using Van Gogh's paintings as inspiration for their choral pieces. And that's on uh, from March the 2nd to the 3rd, two days. So it's certainly not a traditional chamber choir performance in the way that it is inspired by one of the most famous of European modern artists, um, the late Van Gogh. It's called Van Gogh in Me, meaning that the singers are inspired by his paintings. And I sent you a photo of this one as well. Listeners, you can see this on Noreen Mirror on RTHK Radio 3 of the, um, uh, of the choir performing. Uh, there's a conductor leading them on. Um, behind them, there will be put on a big screen different Van Gogh paintings zooming in on aspects of them as well as showing the whole thing which relate to the pieces the choral pieces that they are singing and um, hopefully those two will interact together using what what started off as a traditional choral form um, from hundreds of years ago into something that combines what they're singing with real-time technology behind them um, showing, uh, showing, showing the paintings of that Dutch master, modern master. So that's an interesting one. Lots more to see. Uh, check out this website, hk.artsfestival.org. hk.artsfestival.org. If you can't remember that, just simply Google, Google Hong it. Kong Arts Festival 2024. And, and tickets go on it. sale on the 1st of December at 10 a.m. Oh, the queues will be so long online. I bet they will, actually. I, know. Yeah, I, I really can't do even this. do it. <laughs> because I'll be on air.
You know, I'll be doing my program. Yeah, oh. that's well. Yeah, have to get you'd have to get someone, someone to help else. you out yeah. there. <laughs> it's, um, but it's but but also you, what you can do, Noreen, is uh, is have a look and listeners before that and see if you uh, if you want to uh, try and grab something. I, I don't think they will literally all be sold out because there are many many shows on. But but of course some will be more popular than others. But you, there's a breadth of variety there to see. Um, I want to move on to something which um, uh, I know Ben Jay was on earlier with a feature talking to people from a massive thing that's ha- that is happening quite soon um, that there are still tickets for, and that is Clock and Flat Festival, second one of the year, as mentioned in your feature. And the I, I went to the one in March with Mrs. D, and we were there the whole weekend, and it was fantastic. And <laughs> Let's 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 hope for people who are going to this one um, over the weekend that's coming uh, it, that it will be nice blue sky as it is now and as it was in that March one. I actually got sunburned, didn't expect it to be. So it, it, it is it, it's an open uh, space. Then you know it is the harbour front in Central. It's, a, it's, a, it's such an amazing place. I've been to a few there over the over the years, mm-hmm. and I have friends that come over from Singapore. Uh, often just to just to go to uh, clock and flap in Hong Kong, so um, it should be it should be amazing. I am looking forward to. I think I may just go on Saturday because um, there's. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll see how how things go. I'll be on air, of course, at RTHK on Radio oh, yeah. Three, so I might just nip over there afterwards. If, uh, not undecided, haven't made my mind up yet. But I really do like a couple of the acts that are on later on the main Clock and Flap stage, and I sent you pictures of these guys. One of them is Dilla Soul, and they're from the late 1980s, hip-hoppers, and they brought a lot of psychedelia to hip-hop. They were mm. not part of the posturing, gangster-style rap that sort of really was beginning to bubble up in the late 80s. Their first album came out in 1989 and um, they're just a happy band. Some of the old school hip-hop, which uh, quick plug for uh, the second hour of my show on Saturday, I always do play a couple of old school hip-hop tunes, usually from New York and usually pre-gangster time as well because I just like that fun that people were having with the scratching and the new tech that was around, uh, not so much bravado. Uh, certainly none of no bravado in there and um uh, in march there was another um old school hip-hop band with the wu-tang clan uh taking the uh um the the, the stage to end um one evening i think it was the final evening it might have been the sunday evening of clock and flap uh, uh and uh and people were so into it um uh also uh actually um ending the night on saturday though is not um uh, De La Soul. They're, they're on the second and last is... band. The, night, the, the one that's ending it is Pulp, Excellent. which is one of the top yeah, they're one of the top Britpop bands. So, um, so that's, that's something that might be worth seeing. And I want to mention I also I think we're out of time uh, this morning. I'm so sorry, Anders. We're okay. just, yep, it's uh, half sorry. past 11. No problem. And I look forward to having you back on next time. But for our listeners, do hop over to Facebook. I'm sure there'll be uh, a lot of links that we can post on after the program. Thank you so much, Andrew. And a quick look at